Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mavs Corner. My name is Kyle Klish, and on this episode, this is the second part of the Christmas special, part two with Falcon. It was, uh, we, we spoke a lot longer than we anticipated, so a lot more uh, content to be heard here. On the first part, we talked about how the Mavericks are doing overall in the season, and then we talked about some Christmas movies and Christmas traditions. On this part, we talk more about just the Dallas Mavericks in general, so... As always, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast and hope you enjoy his content. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how Luca plays when he comes back because I do you expect him to be like 100% whenever he comes back on the floor, hopefully against the Spurs today. Man, I, I can't see it, man. Uh, and again, that's part of load management, right? Time, minute restrictions. Um, I mean, they haven't released any of this to the public. This is all con- conjecture, right? I, I really don't think there's a single person that listens to this that doesn't think that they're still watching Porzingis like very carefully as far as how much he plays, how he plays, right? Uh, these guys are assets, they're investments, right? And you got to take care of them. So I would be highly surprised if they let him go 80% the first night he's back. I still think what you're going to see a lot of is he's still going to – He's probably going to play eight to ten minutes less would be my guess, right? And you're still going to have guys like J.J. and Jalen run the floor because uh, the offense has been moving still just fine, right, uh, through those guys. And I've already quoted the offensive metric, right? We're first in the league. Uh, until he's back 100%, I just can't see them letting go of the rain to have him go 100 Well. Me personally, I hope he's 100% back by the game New Year's Eve against the Thunder because I'm going to that game, and that's going to be yeah. a blast to see yeah. him in person. And I mean, I'm hoping I get his autograph too, but I, I just want to see him play in person. I want to see it live, and I want to see Porzingis too. Porzingis has been doing a lot better, especially this stretch without Luka. He's he's always bringing that defensive effort, and I love that. The blocks, the, the way he alters shots. Yeah, it's it's been a block party and uh, Maxi. We love we all love Maxi. How can you not like Maxi? So it's just it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Falcon, uh, do you have anything else that you want to mention before we about to sign off? Uh, there's a couple things. Let me so let me ask you this. Just keeping in the spirit of Christmas here, if I could give you anything in the world related to the Mavericks as a Christmas gift, what would it be? Uh. Realistic or anything? Anything. Anything. Okay. Well, uh, I want Dirk Nowitzki back with like 20, 20, 20 years younger, you know, on the team. I like that. I right. Like that a lot. Boom. And done. There's a lot about your mentality because you're still all about the grind, right? Like let's let's work through these. Let's get these wins. You know, the more dubs, the better, right? We still gonna find a way through the playoffs. My answer was gonna be a championship. Right. <laughs> okay. We'll think we're one player away. It doesn't have to necessarily be a superstar. I think we're just one player away from making it happen. Uh, so I, I, I want to say this too. I think we're one year away. But if Santa was able to bring me anything at all relating to the Mavs this year for Christmas, it would be a chip, man. 2011, all over again. And you damn well better believe that we would drive our asses from Oklahoma City down to Dallas to party with all the other Dallas natives. Yes, yes, we would definitely. This this time for sure we would. We should have 2011, but I'm not sure. We must have been too busy or something. But 
We'll definitely do it. We'll definitely go down there. And yeah, I, that's that's more realistic than what I was saying. <laughs> Why not both, right? <laughs> I mean, if you want, okay, to be more realistic and to not copy you, what I would want the most would be Luca to get the MVP. I think that's. I mean, well, gosh, that's doable. Yeah, right. I think that's doable. It's. I don't know if that's more realistic or less realistic than the championship. To be honest, I think it's more realistic than the championship. But it's got to be more realistic. I mean, the way that the Clippers and the uh, the Lakers are playing, like I mean, we're, you have to go through one, if not both, of those teams, and then fight another. What like a Toronto or a, a Bucks team, right? Maybe the Sixers. They look good today on NBA TV. Yes, yes, the Sixers looked really good. Joel Embiid looked like a monster. He looked like a top five player, but exactly right. So. I mean, that's your gauntlet right there, realistically, like with all the other teams that you'd have to match up with. I think the MVP thing is much more achievable if he comes back and plays 95, even like even if not 100%, about 95% of what he's done. That's, that's pretty achievable. Because, I mean, who, who are the MVPs right now, right? You've got, it's got to be uh, Giannis, Luka, LeBron, LeBron, Harden. Yes, those, yeah. those four. So, uh, we, we know at some point Harden's going to dip off. And he's not going to win it just because he doesn't bring any other stat to the stat sheet other than what's on the offensive side of the ball, right? right. Giannis, I don't think, I don't know, just compared to how LeBron and um, Luka play, right? If, if you want to compare him to, like, Westbrook when he won it back in, was, I think it was 16, right? Like, these guys are averaging, like, triple-double. We've, we've seen a triple-double win the MVP, so it's... it's their game is closer to that of the 2016 Westbrook, so if they continue on the same path, it's, you know, again, for Lucas, it's very doable for a boy. It is doable. Uh, Giannis, he's, what he's got going for him is the, the winning record. I mean, we, okay, the Mavericks do too. They have a winning record, but their record overall is just ridiculous. It's like, they're 27-5? and five? It's ridiculous. Yeah, something crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, he's the best player on the best team. Yeah, that, that right there alone is enough to warrant merit. But again, it's, it's not always best player. It's most valuable. So we'll see how the voting goes. But uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, hopefully Luca gets the captain. And uh, to to go off to go back to what you were talking about with the Mavericks, you know, getting to the championship, meaning the third player. And I, I agree. I mean, anyone should be able to agree with you there. But who is going to be that third player? And do we get them now, or do we get them next year, or two years from now? I mean, that's just that's. Uh, <laughs> Huge what-up scenario, right? There's a lot of um, and, uh, man, I'm, I'm forgetting the writer. He's for ESPN. Uh, but he was, he's talking a lot about how potentially Giannis to the Mavs. Yes. Now, I don't... Last time I'll say this word realistically, I, I just don't see how viable that is, right? We'd have to be giving up so much. I know Mark, um, Mark Cuban would be... Would jump up and down for joy. Would probably welcome him as his, you know, his own kid. Uh, I just, I don't see what kind of epic trade proportions we'd have to do to be able to make something like that happen. Well, no, I don't think it'd be a trade. There's no way we could do it without giving up Porzingis or Luca. It's, uh, it'd be two years from now whenever uh, Giannis comes into free agency. That's whenever the Mavericks are thinking about, you know, potentially taking him. Right, right. Yeah, uh, but that's just as far as like another. Player. I mean, could you imagine? It probably wouldn't happen. Could you imagine those three guys on the same team? Just, 
Talk about a Euro League takeover. Right? No, I can't imagine it. It would just it blow my mind. I'd probably have to turn the TV off and go to bed. Just, just imagine <laughs> the Warriors with Steph Curry and KD at their best, and to think that those guys wouldn't have the firepower that we would, right? Yeah. Outside of the three-point shooting, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> That is. It, it, I don't know why, but this the scene pops up in my head of the. It's one of those Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Whenever uh, he, this the the captain of the ship, he's walking down the stairs, and like the ship is literally blowing up behind him, and like he just has like a dead face, right? That that's just how I feel. If if Giannis was on the Mavericks, I'd be like, okay, this is this is too much. <laughs> Every game is a must-go-to game uh, at that point. That'd be a lot of fun, and for sure, at that point, we'd have to be asking. Not when, but how many championships at that point. Yes. Exactly. Let me touch on like one or two more things. Yeah, definitely. Oh, we got plenty of time. Um, So some of the players, right? Uh, Again, I've been on hiatus, so I've been able to keep track of and see how much as far as player growth has happened. I still think out of all the players that we don't start on a regular basis, that we don't use to their max potential, I, I still think Justin Jackson is that guy. Uh, again, time will tell all. Um, but the, the kid looks great. Um, he, he's got a lot going for him. I'm just excited to see how he continues to uh, make strides as a player. Um, and speaking of players, though, but two, two players in particular I wanted to talk about. Um, Tim Hardaway. Oh, yes. Wow. Right? Uh, this guy, I, and I've said this, i said this going into the season, he's one of the hottest cold shooters I've ever seen in my entire life watching basketball. Uh, the numbers do prove it, but he's second right now in, on the team and uh, points scored per game. Uh, I, I think... Don't quote me on this. I think the stat that I saw over this la- the last two weeks is he was averaging 25 a game, which is nuts. He's knocking down threes all over the place. Uh, he's taken over Seth Curry's spot, essentially, and that was the other player that I wanted to talk about. Uh, and I've said this a lot, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat this until it's dead horse, right? Uh, dude, this, this guy is too talented just to not have him starting every game. I kind of hate the fact that Tim has worked his way over it. Not, not so much the fact that I like one guy more than the other, but I just hate the fact, right, like if you look at money allocation, right, and who was brought in to do what, the job should be would be should be Seth, not Tim's. But they're both playing outside of their mind right now. We, we saw you know Seth take over one game to help bring us back uh, for the dub. Um, and he's got a lot of his brother's qualities in him, which is, uh, you know, in any given quarter, he can just go off and catch fire. That's, that's something I've liked a lot and that I've seen um, just over this past two months-ish period um, that you guys haven't heard from me. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tim Hardaway has been one of the most pleasant surprises over these last uh, few weeks for sure, especially when he took over the starting lineup. That That's definitely – that played a huge factor for him. I guess his mindset changed whenever he got that starting position, and then he hasn't lost it since, and it, rightfully so. He's, he's playing pretty well for the most – Part. and then Curry, he's like you said, he's playing with his you know mind out of his head too. He's he's playing very well. Yeah. And 
really nice to see. You, you're going to need that kind of firepower. When you have guys that just go out there, you dish it to them, and they, they can knock down those threes. That's so huge. Right. In the Tim is so good at hitting three-pointers that you think are, like, impossible. They're, they're like, no, 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 don't shoot that. And then, boom, he makes it. And I'm like, oh, well, wow. <laughs> okay, that was, a, that was a good shot. So over over the season so far, like like the first couple weeks, like I did not like those shots at all. But now whenever he takes those shots, even if they don't go in, I'm like, you know what? That's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live with it. It's, it's kind of like uh, the argument that people have had with Luca taking either a step back three or driving into the lane for an easy layup, like to end the game, you know, for a game winning shot. Like, you know, a lot of people didn't like it when he took a step back three when a lot of people thought that he should went for a layup. Here's the thing, man. It doesn't matter. Like we're going to live and die with whatever Luca says, whatever he thinks. And that, I'm fine with it. I don't care what he does. I mean, yeah, granted he, he could have picked a better option, but it's okay. He did what he thought was right at that moment. So, you know, Tim Hardaway, he has won over my feelings, I guess, if you want to call it that way. And I, I've been, I've ate my crow. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's part of being a fan, right? At, at most we're commentating just like you and I are doing, right? Uh, we're not on the court. We're not in the training room, in the weight room with all the other guys. You don't see the little step-by-step development. Uh, but I mean, the, the guys, the other guys on the team around him has had nothing but positives to say. Like he's nothing but a consummate professional. So it's just very nice uh, to see him come along like this because he definitely didn't have this kind of a stretch in New York. Right, he had good games like that, mm-hmm. but he he wasn't consistently playing this well. No, really, I can't think of another point in his career. I'd have to look up numbers to be you know to, to check for sure, but it. it, it, it it's been very nice, and I've mentioned it at least one episode, if not two or more, that he's been showing glimpses of being that third star that the Mavericks need. Like we just talked about a few minutes ago, like that third player. He has been that third player sometimes, and it, it really shows like how well the Mavericks play when he's up on that level of third stardom. So it, I just wish he could be more consistent in that way, but he's 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 doing just fine for now. So I do want to go back to Justin Jackson. I do like Justin Jackson. I've always liked him. He hasn't been playing a lot recently. He's been actually been sitting out. Uh, and Ryan Brokoff, the, the accountant, he's been taking the minutes from him. Have Have yeah. you noticed that yourself? Yeah, uh, I want to say it has something to do with the defensive side of it, and not if nothing else, just for the effort, right? Like when Brokoff sees the floor, he, he plays like a hustler, and that's a lot. That's a word that I know we've used for guys like Dodo and uh, you know Kleba. Right, guys like that. Yeah. Uh, just the same way. Uh, and I'm hoping this isn't, uh, I'm talented and I know I am, so I'm going to kind of let that speak for itself as opposed to hard work argument for Justin Jackson. Uh, that's probably why Brokaw's leapfrogged him. But um, it's not something I'm mad at. Again, we don't see the day-to-days. And, you know, Rick, he's, he's such a good coach. He knows how to bring out the best in his players. And, and I, to, to think that, you know, We've talked a lot about Tim just now. Like a lot of that's got to be attributed to how Coach draws up the plays, right? Getting him open, make sure he has his set amount of shots and plays per quarter. That that's got to be a big part of the process. And again, it's got to be the same for uh, Justin Jackson slash Brokoff. He's gonna he's gonna see and he's gonna know who's gonna do well or do better in certain situations. Uh, and I think just right now he's right in the hotter hand with Brokoff. Yeah, I guess so. I mean. I, I think Ryan Brokoff is a slightly better three-point shooter 
than Justin Jackson, no, which is no. saying a lot because Justin Jackson is pretty good. Right. Uh, I, I'm not yeah, disagreeing with that at all. Yeah, I, th- I think he is too. Um, but if, I, if, he, if he can kind of grow into his man body and throw his weight around, because like, he's got handles too, and that's that's another reason why I like him. I like big men that have handles that can control the ball. Yep. Like he, he's not necessarily like a KD type, but he can bring the ball up the floor just kind of like a Joel Embiid type, right? Like he doesn't have handles that it's good enough to get you to the rim, and that's what I like. We haven't seen it yet. Uh, hopefully soon. He he, uh, he does have a sweet floater. He has a really good floater. Uh, Justin okay. Jackson, yes. Yeah. But I don't know. To me. It, it, <sighs> There's just so many players on this Mavericks team. They're very deep, and it's a good thing, but at the same time, like, there's almost the the problem of having too many people. And so, to me, Justin Jackson might be on the trading block. I don't know. It might be too early to say that, but I, he'd be a really good piece, for sure. Yeah, sure, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I was really surprised last year when Zach gave him up. I never saw that coming. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I don't want to see anybody go, but... If I had to, I guess I could be okay with Justin Jackson going, but I just that, that's that's really that's that's premature. But uh, what else do you want to talk about, Falcon? Uh, really, I, I kind of nailed everything that I wanted to get out there to the audience. Okay, uh, so hey, I, I do I do want to mention this one thing. We we did the bets uh, really early in the preseason. And one of the bets, which I don't remember all of them right now, but I remember one of them for sure, was Luca and KP together averaging 45-plus points a game. Right now, if you have those stats, Falcon, pull them up, but they are averaging more than 45. How do you feel about that? I mean, I'm pretty sure what you said was you you thought they weren't going to get 45, but you, you were hoping you were going to be wrong. Right, it was one of those things I'm pleasantly glad to be yes. wrong about. Uh, I was really just playing it safe. It was a very vanilla answer. Uh, I, I said it uh, mainly because of KP. Now, I, I knew Luca would get his stuff, would get his shot in his basket. It was KP, right? It doesn't matter how talented you are, right? Cause it, and, and this is an argument I'm going to use for KD, right? Kevin Durant next year with the Nets. I don't care how talented you are. When you sit out for over a year of basketball, right, there's going to be some catching up to do, no matter how good of a player you could potentially be. Until you get out there, you put those minutes in, and you really perform to a certain level, right, we don't know how to evaluate you. Uh, and so, again, I was I was just taking the low end of it because I, I didn't want to put basically too much uh, on KP. Obviously, he's exceeded expectations. He's, he's still going to go on his own. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Like, he's still not comfortable with all that extra weight he has. Man, give it another month or two. I, he's going to he's gonna hit another level here. Uh, we're, we haven't seen him done growing yet as far as this current body he's in. Um, and that speaks to the point, too, right? Just being able to shift everything around the right way, jumping off, landing correctly, blah, 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 et cetera. Uh, it's, it's just it's been really nice to see him be able to come into his own as a player and, and reach those points that you said during the bet. It's, it's been really, really nice. I can't say how nice. He's definitely been developing very nicely. And one last question for you, Falcon. Porzingis, is he an all-star? How can you say no? Oh! Uh, <laughs> I, there's a lot of talented guys in the league year in and year out, right? Some some guys, they'll over-exceed some years and they'll underperform another year, right? But... Uh, I mean, this year, 
he, he's got to be in the voting. He's, he's on the ballot, at least, right? I don't ultimately know how it's going to shake out, but, I mean, he has my vote, 100%. Man, I was prepared for you to go with the safe card and say, nah, not, not quite there yet. Because then I was just going to say, oh, he's definitely, huh, I'm voting for him. Why not? What, what's going to hurt to vote for him? <laughs> well, so if, if you think of KP right now, if you're a casual fan, if you're kind of just tuning in, watching the Mavericks games, what are the kind of the two things that he's doing right now that's, oh, man, like this guy's a monster, right? He's really tall. He, he, <laughs> yeah, the, the shooting for the logo, that's exactly what oh, I'm yeah. going to say. The, the three-point range, ridiculous. That's Steph Curry range. Uh, and then the blocks. Again, I said this before earlier during the podcast, block party. I love it, man. Invite me to that party. I want to be there. It is amazing. It's so nice. Oh, I cannot wait to see that live. I want to see both of them. Guys, that is going to do it for us uh, this evening. As always, follow the podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. Send us a shout-out. Follow us. You can contact either of us. Um, As always, thank you for listening to Maps Corner. And Falcon, thank you for coming on the show again. Always a pleasure, my friend. Merry Christmas again. Merry Christmas, you guys.